Hello, and welcome Hi. to another live episode of Game Till Five. Hi, um, I'm sorry, I just interrupted you then because I, I because we're live. I, I I've just lost my shit, and you were like, "Hello," and you're doing intro, and I'm just like, "Hello." <laughs> Hello I'm, I'm coming in early. I'm taking my moment. It's it's fair. We don't ever let you do the um the intro very often. No. So you know. Thank we'll you for you, allowing that. We'll let you speak. Just this once. <laughs> like Christmas. Yes. We we are we are live. Um we are live because basically we just decided because we had technical issues in our uh, in our last thing, in our last episode that we tried to do, we decided let's have a special live episode because we haven't done one of those since our birthday. Yeah, it's been ages since we've got that. I've even found the birthday video. So if we really wanted to play that again, we have that. Oh, we could we could always watch that. Um, but yeah, it's very cool. And I think that, you know, it's nice every now and again people to see our faces. Obviously, if you're listening to this in the audio version, you're not seeing our faces. But if you want to, this will go up on YouTube and, and everything. So you can if you like. You can take this opportunity to look at the mouths that the voices come out of, which I always think is a very odd thing sometimes when you listen to a podcast for a for a while and you get a vision of what co like hosts look like in their your head yeah and then you see out. them and you can and never then... unsee it yeah ever it's disappointing <laughs> i hope we're not disappointing for anybody no i hope not if so just try and forget it just forget yep. <laughs> anyway so the actual real shit that what we're doing today, which yeah. is we are here to talk about our top five first ever games. And what we mean by that is basically the first games that we've ever played. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Thinking way back to when we first laid our little tiny hands on. Grubby mitts. Yeah. Our sticky paws on a, a keyboard or a controller for the very first time or Game Boy, you know, I can't. Mm -hmm. What is a Game Boy? It's not a controller. It's its own It's thing. a handheld console. Thank you. Um, you're, you're a video game designer person and the host of a video game podcast, and you just said to me, what is a Game Boy? <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> Get out. Oh, fraud. We've all found out now. <laughs> Fake gamer girl. Hashtag. Get her out. Um, In game. Yeah, so it could obviously could be any console. And the thing is, as well, when we decided to come up with this, we were like, well, does it have to be our five first games we ever played? Because we were like, we don't actually remember. It could have just been some shit learning game um, that was terrible, or it could have been something on a browser. But we were like, we're going to pick the top five of the first games that we played, because no one has that good a memory when you've played games from a really young age. So we've we've dug into our brains and we've come up with some of our very first games that have clearly inspired us to yeah. be gaming people. Yeah, exactly. Um, these could be any sort of game. But um, if we have a crossover, I don't think we will. No. Um, just because of the nature of today's episode. But if we do, you will see this gentleman. Oh! Uh, Beetle. And he will uh, tell us that there is a crossover. But I think that's going to be the one and only time we see him this evening. Yes. Yeah, I don't think we will because it's a very specific thing. Like, I'd be very surprised if if people come back and they're like, that was on my list. I'd be like, that's bloody cool. But it's very rare, I think, because I think it's a very unique thing. This stretches across all consoles of all time periods. So, you know, like some of my games are a lot older than, I mean, they were made before I was even born. So, mm. like, yeah, it, it's a real, it's, it's going to be some unique shit. 
for sure unique shit is the correct <laughs> term there yeah, yeah. we also as a special thing today and obviously like this will benefit the audio listeners as well is we are going to have uh we're gonna have some clips of the of the games so you'll either see them and hear them or just hear them so um that'll be that'll be cool yeah i'm excited for some clips i think this is the first time we've ever had clip clippage of, yes. of things uh, in real time yeah it's also worth saying as well because obviously it's it's like a podcast live thing. We're not going to be amazing at replying all the time, but obviously like when we're talking about certain games, we'll we'll try and kind of tap into the chat and see what's going on and see what people are thinking, whether they're just like that shit or yeah, that's amazing. I love that game too. But yeah, we're not going to be like incredible at it, but we we see what you're saying and we appreciate it. Appreciate your presence. Yeah, always appreciating people. Yes, always. I, I was going with that one. Um, <laughs> in that case, I think we're about ready to start the top five. So, shall I do the drop? Yeah, let's do it. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? A three-headed monkey. Let's go. was really anticlimactic i felt like it built up and then it's just back to us sitting around um, it, it didn't to me because i'm hearing like two audio tracks i don't know if anyone else is and i like it because it's making me like really wake up is it because you're on something like twitch um no because then i'd hear my voice oh no idea so, why that's i don't know but i'm i'm vibing with it double double the fun double the fun <laughs> all right um Okay, so I, you said I'm starting? You are, I've decided. All right, all right. Okay, so my first game is going to be a game called Ark Venture 3, The Vikings. Um, this was a game that me and Nikki rediscovered for myself. Um, this, is a, this is a game I played at school uh, way back when. Uh, in first school on a small Acorn Archimedes computer. Don't know if anyone remembers the Acorn computers, but they were a good time. Uh, I had a lot of good games. And this one is one I, I have remembered for a really long time, but never understood or tr could like put my finger on what it was um, until literally three days ago. And I was reminded and I was very excited. Um, so I'm going to just talk over the video part of this. I feel like <laughs> a it's live be, presentation. I feel like exactly. I'm, I'm treating this like we're having some sort of presentation. This is me with the, the PowerPoint. All right. <laughs> so here we go. Um, oh, oh, there we go. There we go. There so we've got uh, the Vikings. Let me get rid of the banners. Let me sort this out. I'm doing well. Um, so in, in true presentation form, I feel like I need a little pointer. This, <laughs> this in its you all do, you have a mouse. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm doing well. Um this is it. So basically what you did was you played as a uh archaeologist and you took some time to dig up some things. Um so one of the things let's see see we've got a man he's spending some time digging um he didn't find anything oh no he found a jug basically you just kind of continued to find objects and stuff like this um and the cool part of this was 
Uh, once you dug up enough objects or an object of interest, this small computer man would take us on a journey. Good luck. And we'd go back in time to the Viking times. Now, apparently there's a couple of other different versions of this uh, game where you could also go back to Roman times and you could also, I think it was like Anglo-Saxon and it was basically treated as the way of teaching kids um, stuff all about history. But the thing I really remembered about it and really liked was the fact that it was this section where you went back in time, you could talk to people and ask them, like, what does this thing do? Like, where does it come from? And that's how you learn about the object or how they used it and things like this. This was um, how we kind of came to be. And I just, it just remember it being a magical, magical time. Um, unfortunately, this video doesn't have any sound effects. However, I did find one thing that I will play um, really quickly, if I can find it. One second. Um, I will talk while you search, if you like. <laughs> it's, it, it's up. I'm just uh, I'm oh, making good. a switch, and I didn't want anybody to see the the behind the curtain. Because <laughs> I'm being the that professional curtain. this evening. Here we go. <laughs> also, oh. I was looking at this screen, and it's basically the Acorn uh, desktop, wow. and it just brought back so many memories. I've not seen that in a really long time. It came back to me, and I really appreciated seeing it when I was looking at this video. So basically, you open this thing up, and um, this box started, and that's it a was fucking the, bop. It was a that's a Viking bop. right? There's a techno Viking to come in right now. He would love this. This would be right up his street. Um, apparently, there's a full. I mean, this goes on for a while. Apparently, there's like a full video entry of of oh, this. Wow, yeah, like there's a video and it kind of explains what you're doing and. I mean, don't know what this is. Whoa. It's a ship coming in. It looked like it was flying. It's not. It's just things. Um, He's riding a dinosaur. It's just, it's great. Oh, it's a boat. I'm sorry, yeah. I got my ears mixed up. It's fine. You know, close enough. Viking people. Anyway, it's enough of this, Bob. If you want to check out the whole thing, Google those, um, Google those things. Um, but yeah, so that was that was kind of it. I literally put it in because I was like, this brings me a lot of joy back from when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those things. And it definitely was one of my first games because I think I would must have been about six, seven when I played this because it was on a school computer in first school. And I think it was about year three or four you do Vikings in the UK education system. That's what they like to teach you. Rape and pillage at a young age, you know. <laughs> Do not quote that anyone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess like slight story time to the other day. This is kind of how we came up with the idea of this kind of episode was because we were talking about some of our like first games. And this game was in the back of my memory. We, me and Steph went to different first schools. So we did. We weren't at the same school playing this game. But I also but we, we weren't far away. But I also played this game. But I didn't know that I played this game until like I saw it. Um, and like everything just comes flooding back and I was just like, fuck, I remember digging in this archeological game that was obviously a learning game, but it was super fun. Um, yeah, so that was that was a really cool thing to see and especially seeing like the acorn background and stuff, it's awesome. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and I actually found out a fact about this game. I didn't think I was going to find any facts for any of these games because they're so old and so obscure, most of these things. But I did find one. And that is the creator, Mark Vanstone, wants to bring them all back into schools. He thought they were a great way of teaching kids and he wants to bring them back. So he's been modernizing them. You can go to the Patreon and pay, I think it's like a pound or something to support the Patreon. And then you can download all of these games from there. Um, and to play on your modern computer you don't need an old acorn computer to play it um he's also made like a vr version that you can play on your phone um take it, my money <laughs> right i was just like please and, and then he was like oh i'm working on a new one and i was just like this is all the things i need to hear mark vanstone you're one of my new favorite people now congratulations Aww. nice yeah um so yeah that's kind of uh my list um i feel like people might not remember it but if they do it's gonna be a good one yeah i mean i think i think as we can see like people remember the general acorn era yeah um and augustus Sundays agrees that dino vikings is a game that we need and it was definitely a dinosaur <laughs> thank see, you for agreeing there definitely a dinosaur um <laughs> Commander Nikki, well, that sounds so cool. It was. It, it was a great way to learn when you're five. And I think I would play it now. In fact, I'm it very tempted. It made school a lot better. I didn't like it. So being able to become a fucking Viking um, and listening to those Viking beats definitely brought me some joy as a child. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, that's um that's my number Ooh. five. Ark Venture 3, The Vikings. It's quite a nice. mouthful. Don't know why I'm struggling so much for that one. I think that was the only one of yours I could predict. I don't know what yours are going to be. You know what mine are, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry, curtain. There you go. You're all seeing behind the curtain. Well, she obviously must know because she's the lady with all the technology and making all these flashy things happen. Anyway, sorry. My number five is um, a game called Bubble Bobble. And you've spelt my name wrong. <laughs> what? I spell it with... Okay. I haven't spelled your name wrong. <laughs> I've spelt it the way that I've been grown up to learn how to spell it. You were Nikki with one K for years. Years, <laughs> I tell you. And now all of a sudden you've decided to add two Ks. And I will not apologize for using the OG version of your I name. I decided to add one you more also, K like 10 years ago. <laughs> you also spell my name with an F sometimes still. So you can't talk. Yeah. I guess with that many years of friendship, you just decide how the hell you're going to spell the name. <laughs> You're like, I don't care if that's not even how you spell it. That's how I'm spelling it. That's I'll accept how I've it. grown to spell it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, my number five is Bubble Bubble. Um, it's an arcade game that was developed by Taito and released in 1986. I was not born, but it got um, ported to a lot of different systems once it came out. Because it was originally an arcade game. It got ported to the Sega Master System and Sega Game Gear. And I played it on... The Mustard, probably when I was about four or five, perhaps. Um, we've actually spoken about Bubble Bubble before. We spoke about it in our episode with Philip, where I think we were talking about our top five favorite monsters, because um, a very famous monster called Baron von Blubber oh, is a uh, Baron is von Blubber is like the bad guy. But this is the funny thing, right? I have learned a lot about this game from researching it because when you're a kid and you pick up a controller and you play a game when you're probably even not even like seven, you don't know what the heck's going on, especially when it's a Master System game and it's all just pixels. You don't really know what's going on. But this is the story behind Bubble Bobble. Um, he kidnapped the human brothers, Bubby and Bobby, 
Ted's girlfriends, they had girlfriends and they were human, what the hell, and they turned them into bubble dragons, Bub and Bob. So that's how you get Bubble Bobble. But they, they were, I thought they were always dragons. I was like, what the heck? Um, you then have to finish like 100 levels. Jesus, I never did that. I probably got to like level five <laughs> and then died, but I kept doing it. Um, yeah, so you've got to do 100 levels and progress through like various mazes. It's a very simple game. It's a platform game. You just jump around on lots of different shelves and eat, eat fruit and you just kind of basically have to stay alive. But I had a lot of fun. I'm making it sound terrible, but it was like, it was very something I, I loved. And one of those things that I thought I dreamed for a long time. You know, those games mm -hmm. that you think are a dream? <laughs> yeah. And the reason why I thought I dreamt it was because Bubble Bobble became a much bigger game. But in terms of being more of like the, I don't know what you call these. They're not like Tetrisy, but they're the ones where you kind of use your little sticks to blow, to blow, you don't blow anything, to pop like bubbles and do you know what I mean? Oh, like the... yeah, like a bubble pop game. So that is what I always thought this game was, which is why I think I never played it because I assumed yeah. it was a bubble popping game. No, so that's that's what it kind of became. And, uh, and that's why I think I always thought like, what the hell did I play? Because... It was not that, and uh, and yeah, so it, um, you know, it, it did well as a franchise, and it's still going today. I'm pretty sure there's more modern releases of it, but again, it's more bubble popping. It's not, it's not the original bubble bubble. Um, it really, I really enjoy saying bubble bubble. If you hadn't noticed, um, but luckily, the two Sega versions that they released are very similar to the arcade game, and they were very well done ports, so it didn't affect it too much. But um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool that it was an arcade game as well. I just, I loved this game. Honestly, this is one of the first games I know that I truly played because the music and the sound, like whenever I hear it, it kind of takes me back to being in like my house when I was so young and just like before I could even play the game, like hearing my brother and my sister and my family play it. And it's just so ingrained within me. And I think everybody has those kind of games that it was, you couldn't even really define when it came about. It was just always mm. there. I sound like I'm haunted by it. I'm not. I love it, really. It was <laughs> It was always there for me. It's in me. my dreams. It never leaves me. Um, but speaking of, it's very funny because I actually have my original copy right here. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a bit That's worse cool. wearing. It looks a bit chewed. But I only have the cartridge, though. I don't know where the box went. But, yeah, this is, like, literally the, the original copy. Um, Sorry, so did I you can... say it looks a bit chewed? It does look a bit chewed, like. Did Nikki need a snack? I can't really see it. But no, I, I don't think I chewed it. I might have done. I loved it that much. So I must eat it. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> I must adjust um, my love. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, it's not very really much else to say about it because I think this top five is a bit of an interesting one because it is literally just going to be I played it and I enjoyed it and it was one of the first. So, yeah. You know, that's 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 my uh, that's my explanation for picking for picking Bubble Ball. But I do have some facts actually because it's actually a very popular game, um, which is cool. Which is cool. I'm glad I wasn't the you know the only one that appreciated it. Let us know in chat if you if you had this or played it. Um, but it was designed by Fukio Mitsuji, who when he joined Taito in 1986, he felt that um, apparently the game app was of mediocre quality, and in response, we decided to make a game that was fun and could rejuvenate the company's presence in the industry and he decided that it would be a good idea to do a game like this because he thought it would appeal to women interesting, interesting because he felt like there wasn't very many women in arcades at that time which there probably wasn't to be honest 
And uh, and so I think he thought that, the, you know, the bubbles and the dragons would be cute and endearing, which they were. But he also wanted to attract couples as well to like come to the arcade to play it together. And so it has obviously it has a co-op element. I forgot to mention that it's a very co-op heavy game. I never really played it by myself. I'd always play it with my siblings, which is a really good thing. And so back then, yeah, it, it did feel very unique in the sense that it was co-op. In the Master System era, that definitely wasn't something that you came across all the time. So, yeah, kind of targeted to women and couples. But it, I, I think it genuinely did what you wanted it to. I, I think the co-op aspect um, was just really, it just got everybody. So, yeah, apparently girls like bubbles. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I do love a bubble. <laughs> yeah. I'd like and, to argue, uh, but... It, it, it became um, basically one of Taito's biggest arcade successes and is credited with inspiring the creation of many similar like screen clear platform games that followed after that. Um, and every everybody loved it. Amazing. Do you want to do you want to see it? Oh, yeah, we should do that. I've got some more facts, but we can see it for sure. Well, you can see it and we'll play it. And then okay. um, uh, I scroll through a little bit, but let's have some lovely intro music with this one. I don't even remember what the intro is. This is I haven't really watched Oh, I don't know if it has music. No. It might do later on. There we go. There we go. It's kicked in. Yeah, this is the bit where you like your, your little dragons. And I know what you mean, Commander Nikki. They do look a bit like dinosaurs. But I guess dinosaurs are quite dragony. I mean, yeah, they're very family-esque, aren't they? Oh my god. Yeah. So you put you put the enemies in the bubbles. I probably didn't make that very clear. And then you eat cake. <laughs> What's that I mean, to love? That, that sound very much like a thing I design for women, you yeah. know. And it was very cutesy, actually. Now I think about it, it was very cutesy. Cutesy um, bubbles and cake. But yeah, like I, th I think it was so great because I mean, obviously, this person is currently playing one player, but two player. It was, it was such a cool conjoined effort to get to that end level. Which again, I, I don't know if I ever technically. My brother probably did it, and maybe he like carried me through, but. Yeah, very cute. Very, very cute. Um, um, I can talk about my other fact while it plays, actually, can't I? Yeah. So this is a this is a funny fact. Um, we're very it just was a bit weird. So as I said, the, the main bad guy kidnapped the two the two girlfriends. Um, and there's multiple endings, which is really interesting because it's actually one of the first games to feature multiple endings. And apparently when you complete level 100 in single player mode, it reveals a message stating that the game has not truly ended and a hint to the player, come here with your friend. If two players then complete the game, they see a happy end in which the brothers are transformed to their human selves and reunited with their girlfriends. This ending also includes a code that when deciphers allows the game to be played in the faster and more difficult super mode. If this mode is completed with two players, a second happy end is displayed in which Super Drunk, by the way, the end boss is called Super Drunk, we'll get to that, is revealed to be the brother's parents under the control of some outside influence. The brothers return to normal and are reunited with their parents and girlfriends. So, like, you're fighting your parents who have stolen your girlfriends? What does that mean? What kind of game is this? I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a happy ending, but there's also that ending, you know? Yeah. So let's get to <laughs> let's get to super drunk, because that'll make this will make that'll make this all sound a bit weird. Um a bit weirder, sorry, shall I say. So super drunk. I had to look into this because I don't really remember super drunk, only the appearance of super drunk is also known as Grumple Gromit, great name who is a re recurring antagonist in the Bubble Bubble series. So it has appeared later on in many other things. 
um, obviously first appeared in the final boss of Bubble Bubble. He is a giant drunk who lives on the 100th floor of the Cave of Monsters. Um, and he kidnapped Betty and Patty, by the way, that's the girlfriends, um, under the orders of the, the boss of Shadow. And, uh, and yeah, he's drunk and he throws bottles at you. What the hell? Super drunk. You might be able to see him if you skip forward in the in the video. Um, the funny Wait. thing is, the funny thing about yeah, drunk. <laughs> Can you imagine if my parents walked in in the room when I was playing blah 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 and just saw the word drunk on the screen? They'd be like, "Yeah." Um, I can't see drunk there yet though. So drunk, I think, is right at the end. Um, anyway, drunk is quite funny because apparently I, I don't know where this happens. Apparently. Um, super drunk gives you tips on how to beat him so he's a very honorable gentleman it seems drunk but honorable i like it yeah um and apparently the little ones the little versions of of super drunk are just called drunks <laughs> this game sounds absolutely mental and i forgot about how crazy it sounded the last time we spoke about it with just baron von blubber yeah. but now like i mean <laughs> like there was just a wedding we were just at a wedding like, yeah, yeah. I think that is a different ending. I think this must be this must be multiple endings. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I think Dave Keen has summarized it there with uh, the creator is working through some childhood trauma, <laughs> potentially. The fact is, the parents. There's yeah. a secret ending where the parents were the boss, and the par- and the the boss was also called super drunk and was throwing bottles around. That yeah, that sounds like a cry for help there. Like yeah. an unanswered cry from childhood. Yeah, he targeted it for women and couples. I don't know. I don't know what that's trying to say. I but... mean, he's just—he's hiding it. He's trying to push it down, push it down inside. Moving away from the <laughs> childhood trauma and the darkness of Bubble Bobble, which I didn't yeah. intend, um, despite the fact that I put all of those facts in there. Um, it was a really cool game, and it, like I said, it, it meant so much to me in my life and as being like one of the first games I ever really was able to recognize. Yeah, it will always have a lovely place in my heart, despite the fact that my cartridge is very chewed up. I mean, clearly you loved it. You loved it that much. I do, I do. It it makes sense, it makes sense. Oh yeah, I do remember us talking about um, Bubble Bubble, which is really difficult to say, Um, but it seems like a great time. And I'm sad I never played it as a kid because I feel like I really, really enjoyed Mm. it. Oh, and um, I was I asked the chat if anyone has played it. Um, and Commander Nikki has played it, and you said that you played some port and loved it. And the memories really come back to you now, and you actually remember playing with your bestie, which is really cute because, like I said, I think my siblings have played with my siblings as like yeah, good memories, good times. Because back yeah. then, port games were actually like proper proper co-op. Yeah, you were sat and you had to sit quite close to each other because all the controllers <laughs> the were like yeah, yeah, the wires, so you had to just get into and be close to the screen if it was close to the screen so burn your retinas out yeah i mean good times good times <laughs> awesome so is that you done with your mm-hmm. number four all right uh number five sorry my number four again getting numbers confused so my number four is not a, a game that i feel like you would naturally feel is a game but my number four is going to be in carter 95 mind maze I don't know if you've ever ever played the Mind Maze. On, on I feel like we might need to fast forward the clip because I might need to see it. All right. Well, let me just let me just spin you the tale of in, in okay, Cars okay. 95 Mind Maze. 
Um, so for those of you who I don't think I've ever had Encarta or don't remember Encarta, Encarta is essentially an interactive encyclopedia that came with your PC, your Windows. It was produced by Windows and it came with it. And within this interactive encyclopedia, which was a crazy but fun time, was this game called Mind Maze, which is essentially just like a weird trivia game. So you have to go through and answer questions, but you're also kind of in some sort of like uh, room and uh, I want to say maze. You're kind of going through a maze of rooms and in each room you get asked some sort of trivia question. And I think you have to get to a certain number of points before you like don't answer a certain amount of things incorrectly. Some such thing happens. That's about all there is to this game. But it was one of these it was one of these games where I um I played it a lot because at the time when we first got our computer, we didn't have any games. It was just like whatever came with the PC. You know, you'd naturally just buy games and I think when we were younger you only had like you'd only have a couple of games and this was a time where I think I just didn't have that many or we hadn't bought any yet so I remember spending a lot of time on the Carter Mind Maze um so I'll show you the video because I feel like Nikki is desperate to see what Mind yeah. Maze looks sometimes like you, sometimes it doesn't come back to you until you see it all right so oh let me turn my banner off um this is Encanto Mind Maze I'm gonna play you the the lovely music that happens as well uh so essentially You'd enter this uh, enter this town, and then you'd go through this travel. So this little thing at the bottom left is like this this map. This is where you're traveling through. You click on doors to enter new rooms. It's kind of a bit like being in a Dungeons and Dragons thing. And then you'd meet someone, and they'll ask you a question. Um, you can choose the areas of interest that you did stuff in. So you could pick any kind of number of stuff, but um, you could just choose everything if you really wanted to and that was it you just kind of went through and answered questions now i will say um young steph probably didn't answer very many of the questions right at all um probably played a lot of the time on level one and i don't really ever remember ever getting that far or ever completing this now i think i could probably do it uh at least on some form of level or difficulty i don't know how difficult i could go but um yeah, there's not, I couldn't really find much to say about this other than I spent a lot of time on it and I really enjoyed it. And memories of Encarta 95 brought back a lot of times of doing, again, it's school times and before internet was kind of a thing that you'd have in the house. Um, this was how we did our homework. Like it was, you either had to have a book from the library about the specific subject that you got, or everybody looked everything up on Encarta and therefore ended up with the exact same answers because um, that's just that's just what we had. You know what I mean? Like everyone kind of ended up with the same answers. It's a bit like Wikipedia probably now for um, for school people. But yeah, so this was this is Encarta. It um, it's uh, it was a hoot. I mean, the music alone is you can hear it. It's it's fantastic medieval time um my mind has been blown you know how earlier i was saying that i didn't think of that viking game until you said it literally until that one on that screen i had forgotten that i had played this i don't know where or why or whether it was on my home computer or at school or anything but i have 100 percent played this and yeah it's um yeah it's taken me right back it's, it's weird it's weird when you suddenly it's see something that you've forgotten about yeah it's a weird time um for some reason, I've never forgotten this. Um, and it's one of those things. With, 
it just kind of naturally seems to just follow my memory. It's one of those things. I think because I had some form of disc um, about it. Um, and uh, so it always kind of reminds me every time I see that little CD of mm -hmm. in Carter 97, it just kind of relives this imagination and coming back into this weird world of mm. answering trivia questions. Um, so yeah. It was good. Know, I, I loved trivia questions back in the day. I used to have these little booklets. They were like flip pads and it was all just questions and answers. And I think a lot of them were animal based and there was massive, like thousands of pages. These things. Me and my sister would literally just ask each other facts, questions every night. It's like, tri apparently trivia is really fun. I don't, I don't know. I mean, nowadays people would be like, nah, it's not. But back in the day, why is my face going really white? <laughs> A ghost has suddenly haunted your screen, I think. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with you. Um, but <laughs> while you figure out why you've suddenly turned into a vampire, um, I, I will say, like, I, sorry, I'm really distracting. Um, you love trivia now, to be fair. Like, anytime oh, there's a game involving <gasps> yeah. trivia, Nikki's like, can we play it? Like, yeah, a knowledge is power is one of the ones we, um, we should do. Mm. And obviously, I've never seen you at a pub quiz. I feel like you'd be good at a pub quiz. I'm um, quite good at a pub quiz, but only yeah. when the questions are like sciencey, animal, or random like celebrity ones. But um, chat has said like about pub quizzes. Completely oh, yeah. agree. Taking Love a pub quiz. quiz. Makes yeah. sense. We all did quizzes in lockdown as well, so you know, brought a lot of stuff back for everybody. Uh, <laughs> Got till five podcast. Our thing has joined us and said, "Holy shit! I forgot about all this game. It's all coming back." So I'm. It's two of you I've got this evening with this game. So I'm. I'm happy. That I've yeah. relived this for you guys as well. Um, and I <laughs> I really much appreciate Augusta Sundergaard's of testimonial on the big game box packaging was it was a hoot by Steph. I mean it was a hoot. It was a hoot, and it was. I feel like the jaunty music is a hoot in itself. So yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Um, I I managed to find not really a fact, but kind of a piece of information about this. Um about mostly in Carter rather than in Carter Mind Maze. However, it kind of ties in. So um, the reason that Microsoft made in Carter and added um, the game part of Mind Maze and all these interactable elements was because they wanted to make it really fun and they wanted to get kids into it. Um, and the main reason for this was apparently at the time when they made it, um, people weren't using computers to look up information. It was kind of not a thing that most people would do. They kind of viewed computers still as these work based machines where you know you'd crunch numbers on it or you'd do some sort of like technical kind of computing stuff on it um and so microsoft's plan within carter was to try and get the masses um to start using it and seeing it as a, a way of getting information they saw that you know this is how people would look stuff up um and obviously very early yeah. internet kind of started to increase that so it's just interesting that they kind of had the forefront to see this as a as an actual thing that now we instantly go to the computer. You want to look something up, you look it up kind of yeah. on a form of computer. True. I suppose back then it wasn't something we really thought of in that way because we didn't use the internet in the same same way. No. Either. either didn't exist or, you know, you had a book version and that's just what you were used to doing. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was um that was a real trip down memory lane for me. Yeah, oh good. I'm glad. I'm gl that's what I wanted to bring today was just a weird trip because this is what I had today when I was just looking at stuff. Yeah, I do. I do have to go back to a um, previous comment though. Um, 
by Safety Craig that basically says, next game to stream confirmed, which I do think that you need to do, Steph. Have a have a have a go at that on stream. Well, I'm gonna be streaming tomorrow, probably on Thursday, and I didn't have a game lined up, so maybe this is what I'm gonna stream. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's see if I can get it running on something. Yeah. Everyone can join in. Cool. Nice. Um, yes, that's my number four. Okay. Hello. <laughs> there was a doorbell. It's fine. It's just clips playing when they shouldn't play. <laughs> so um, my number four is a bit of a weird one. Uh, but I, I really loved these type of games. But the game I went for out of all of these is uh, The Simpsons Cartoon Studio, which I know sounds random, but uh, let me explain. So it was a uh, it was a game that was based obviously on The Simpsons and it was released for PC and Mac computers in 1996 by Fox Interactive and basically allowed you to create your own Simpsons cartoons, like little movies using like the characters, the sounds, music and like locations and stuff. Um, and the cartoons of Simpsons provided their voices and everything like that. Um, and yeah, it was, is it, is it sounds really, you know, you create a cartoon and then like you do like the background and you put the characters in the props, special effects. And it's, it's really cool. Like what you're able to do, you were really able to create some really random funny stuff. Um, and like the, the, like the voice lines and stuff were fantastic. And I, we were a big fan of Simpsons in my house. So it was a, it was a good time. And the good thing about it was it was a weird like bonding thing for me and my siblings really, because we would each make our little movies, our little, um, little films and then we'd like save them onto the computer in like a folder where we'd always basically like go watch each other's movies and so if you made something you were really proud of it like wasn't going unnoticed which is really sweet and we'd be like oh if you go, go watch my film like I spent ages on it and my brother always made some really really funny ones and apparently back in the day I, I was looking through like what other people used to do and they used to send like finished cartoons to friends through email I mean email back then was probably a bit weird but uh, or onto a hard drive or a floppy disk because we love a floppy disk. Oh, good times. But there was a lot to it. There was like 17 characters, 50 special effects, 270 props and 35 backgrounds. And it was all like hand drawn by Simpsons cartoonists. And every character had a set of actions. For example, like Homer can crawl, ride on a chew, run away screaming, bark and like run, trip over, etc. And um, it was it was just so cool. It was so cool. And I'm glad to see that Augusta Sunderguts had it as well. Um, and used to make it look like home had been shot in the head using the exploding smile effect. Great. Yeah, there were so many ways to make weird stuff happen. And um, we just there, there was a lot of humor in it, I remember. Um, let's let's start watching it. I realized I sent I sent the clip to you, Steph, where it's basically someone made the steamed hams from The Simpsons. <laughs> I probably could have put more in, but this is the one I went for. So I'm this gives you <laughs> this gives you a kind of uh, idea of Seymour, I made it. Despite what you could do. Ah, Superintendent Chalmers, welcome. This is amazing. For an unforgettable luncheon. Yeah. I remember you used to like move the characters, I think, by holding them and record. Like, it was so clever. The roast is ruined. But what if... This generally just I looks like a Christmas cartoon. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Cooking. <laughs> Delightfully devilish. Um... <laughs> yeah. You could just you could just do so much with it. Superintendent, I was just and I I know that these games were super popular back in the day. Like when I say these games, I mean movie makers. I've spoken about a movie maker in our um, top five games, PC games from the from the nineties, 
episode, I've spoken about maybe one before. There was also a Batman movie maker that I used to play and also a, a Nickelodeon movie maker that I was really into. Apparently, I was really into movie makers. And why aren't they a thing anymore like this? I want to make silly Simpsons cartoons now. Like, why why can't we do silly things like this? Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You feel like you were one of these people who were really good at these kind of things because even when we were doing stupid stuff at school um and making things like you were really good at ms paint um yeah but no you were you were generally just really good at making no like, sorry i wasn't and things like that my face wasn't here with what was happening on the screen sorry <laughs> go on yeah yeah you give me a compliment <laughs> um but yeah so like i can see now kind of where you got it from from playing these um these kind of games uh, i think it's gone to aurora borealis so i'll just uh <laughs> stop it there and move on um but yeah like i can't believe there's so many but this one in particular like i feel like i would have really gotten into this but i never owned any of them i think i had one and it was like a later one that was 3d but this seems like way cooler i have mm -hmm. to say than the one yeah I, had. I remember we had it in like i can even remember the packaging it was like one of those little fold out cardboard disc slip things it wasn't actually like in a box or anything yeah. I remember it so well and uh yeah I, I honestly wish I still had it and I wish I could still use it and I think one of the things I get really sad about is I wish I still had the movies that I made and that mm -hmm. my siblings made um because I mean they probably would be absolutely dog shy now but it's just one of those things that you just love to see it but um yeah it, it's, it's yeah. A really it's a big game that sticks in my mind and uh and I spent I spent a lot of time on it a lot of time <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I can imagine quite time-consuming thing. I think that's oh, probably God, why yeah. I would have not gotten super into it because I was never, yeah. I'm never very patient with these kind of things. But um, <laughs> imagine once you got it, you were like, "Yeah, this is a good time." Yeah, it's a good time. So I don't have any facts. I couldn't find any facts, so it's a bit of a short one for me. That's okay. Sometimes the facts they're just they're just not there. Yeah, they're just not there. That was a good one. It was an interesting one. One I've never seen before, so I'm super excited to see that one. Yeah, for sure um so my my number uh three i'm doing so well with the math today um my number three was a game that i managed to find today now i've been looking for this game forever like this is another one for some reason the past week i've had so much luck finding games that i thought i'd dreamed and i couldn't find anywhere and it was one of those ones i didn't know the name of it i couldn't find it and I found it. So my number three is called Death Drome. Um, sounds way more intense than it actually is. But I'll explain what it is. So uh, basically what this game is, is it's a it's a third person shooter game. Um, but you are basically like a car creature. A little bit like a light cycle from Tron. Um, which is why I think I've always struggled to find it. Because I was i swore it was a tron game and it's not it looks very similar you don't quite get the light cycle back bit but the actual um cars that you'll see in a minute look really like weird kind of forms of uh of these like bike things and mm. um this game basically i didn't understand that this had any sort of plot until researching it and like looking back at it and apparently it does so apparently it takes place in the year 2057 so not too long now mm -hmm. um where apparently crime is rampant and jails are overpopulated um so the government takes form of a committee of recreational termination or court um in order to eliminate a surplus of convicts um and basically put them in a competition where convicts must must take part in death matches 
Um, one wow. will survive and one will be declared the winner. Um, I never got that as a kid. I just thought it was a fun game where I drove around and exploded some bikes. But apparently that's it. And it's kind of like Death... I think there's a film called Death Race, which is basically the same plot as that. I was going to say, yeah. So they've Sounds clearly cool. stolen it from the original Death Drone. Um, again, it was a very fun game. Um, I don't really have much else to say about it. I'll play the clip until yes. we can kind of see um, see what I'm... I'm oh, Jesus. <laughs> So we can see your face. So we can just see me, you know. This is my section of the podcast. Um, Jesus, that's going to be loud. Um, so this is the, the very intro part of it. We'll kind of try and skip forward. Um, the bit <laughs> I weirdly... a child's game. <laughs> for some reason, I was allowed to play this game. This bit, this particular voice has been stuck in my head forever. Um, you pick your little light cycle... And then you get told to go free. Um, you basically then drive your little light cycle around with the bots on, um, picking up these little like pickups that are on the floor. These are all like weapons and attacks and like extra shields and stuff. Um, and then just go and explode the other cars. And that's it. It's a very simple game. There's not much else to it. Um, but it was a it was so much fun. And I feel like now when you hear the context of what was going on apparently it was a lot yeah. more dark than i thought I mean, but actually you definitely don't hear that time. like on just looking at it like i don't see all that depth just from you run, like driving around in a little pink car you know right yeah i think that's why i never really realized it was quite a dark game until now bit, either bit it like bubble bubble funny. right didn't realize right. it was about like drunks parents exactly girlfriend yeah yeah, you just don't know. You just think you're having a wonderful time. Uh, and instead, actually, you're murdering people. You're a convict and you must murder. Murder some more. Um, honestly, there's not a lot to say. I was just so excited when I found this today because it's been one of those games that I've been searching for forever. I was like, I just have to put it in my list. But I do remember spending a lot of time playing it. And I think what it was was I had a demo of it. I don't know, actually, if I had the full game but it was at a time when demo discs and demo floppy discs came with magazines and you got oh, like and when, we're, when we're talking demos we're not talking like a five second level these were literally i played this game for hours and hours and hours you know what yeah. i mean like you could just play it for ages and yeah you could 100 percent like we only ever really got like game demos for a really long time like the playstation one game demos same yeah. with pc demos actually and you would have like almost like two hours gameplay in these demos and it was fantastic yeah it was great and like this was like you know you don't need much more than an op like almost a single couple levels and that's kind of what you got um so yeah it was a weird one but I just remember it being a great time. Um, it came out apparently in like 1996, this game. So I must have played it a little bit later. It was definitely on my Windows 95 computer. Um, but one thing I found out was like called uh, Zipper Interactive, who make the SOCOM games, which I didn't realize. They apparently went from oh, this yeah. to making SOCOM. Um, they died in like 2012. The company is no more, unfortunately. Oh. But they did live for a while. 2012 feels like quite a long time to live from... 1996 making making this and um yeah and you know to make a franchise out of you know something else shootery 
it's just interesting yeah. to see companies grow. So, um, yeah, cool. I couldn't find any facts about them other than that they were by Zipper. It was a it was one of the games where literally the Wikipedia page had a single line in it, um, and that was all the information you were going to get. But I was just super happy to um, remember the weird lady voice and get some 90s bops going. That's good. This is a, this is a cool stream um, for remembering, and an episode, sorry, stream and episode for remembering um, these kind of games, like I said, seeing some of yours that I didn't even realise I played until I hear them and I hear about them. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, yeah, so quite a short one for my number three entry, but uh, there it is. Okay. My number three is a game that some people might have heard of because it was actually quite popular, and that is California Games which is a 1987, I don't know how to say this word, Epix, E-P-Y-X, sports video game, originally released for the Apple II and Commodore 64. It was also ported, obviously, to other consoles. I played it on Mega Drive or Sega Genesis, if you're from the US, and uh, I loved it. I loved it. It was very odd. I will say that much. Um, it branched from a popular um, summer games and winter game series, and so there was obviously ones before this. And uh, yeah, there's like just basically like, it's a collection of outdoor sports in a game, effectively, mm. in, in California, would you believe it? Nice. Um, and basically, see, I, this is the thing. I can't really remember the goal of the game other than to complete the kind of little mini games, because that's what it is. It's, it's effectively a collection of little outdoor sport mini games. Um, which was, I think, again, sort of first of its kind back then, because you kind of get that a lot more now with things like, I mean, like we, you got like Wii Sports, you got like all the other sportsy games, and uh, yeah, it, it was cool. So basically, apparently, you select sponsors. But this was absent in some versions, but and then you complete the events like uh, skateboarding, skateboarding, what's skateboarding? Skateboarding, interesting <laughs> game that you've invented. I'd like to think that that's basically like football, but on skateboards. I read two words at once. Um, <laughs> basically, you can do some roller skating, skateboarding, you can surf, you get to do the BMX, footbag, it's one of my favourites. Footbag, And flying disc. So footbag is where you get a little, like, hacky sack, I think they're called, and you put them right. on your foot and then you, like, kick it up and then you catch it with the other foot. I don't know. Um so yeah, there was lots, lots of different sports and you basically have to get like a good score. So you're going to be like marked by the judges. I never did. I was lucky if I survived. So because this is the other thing about it is there was always, it, I don't think you died, but there was some where it's like, it felt like you died because the deaths were quite horrendous. We'll go on to the video soon, but basically there's a roller skating situation where you're this lady and you're skating down a lovely Californian promenade and you basically have to like avoid the little rocks and the little holes. But when you do hit a rock and a little hole, I remember it. I don't remember this fully, but in my this is just my memory. We're gonna see shortly if this is what actually happened. But I remember it was yeah. like really brutal. You'd like snap your ankle. And obviously, if you're surfing, you you fall off, it looks quite bad. Um, that's just my memory. Maybe it disturbed me, maybe it wasn't that bad. But um, let's let's have a little look at California. All right, All right. let's um let's get this going. There was a few different versions, and I realised that the old actual version was actually quite different to the to the Mega Drive version. The Mega Drive version was actually souped up quite a bit. Um, the music's cool, so we should definitely listen to a bit of the intro. We'll get some intro going. 
but yeah it was a nice like summer summery kind of game felt like you were going to california <laughs> going on holiday this sounds very mega drive music yeah i have to say yeah but it really tapped into my competitiveness of wanting to complete all the mini games and get like really good high scores and i liked the variation as well and i i think for me like it was one of those games where i just generally enjoyed the mini games of doing the stuff so we can see the half pipe right now it looks dangerous it just looks like a bit of a hazard i don't know um yeah. we should go to the hacky sack we should look at some hacky sack i think i was correct in thinking yep kicking that hacky sack around oh, look at it go <laughs> i didn't even know that was a, was a sport but it is in California. California, anything is a sport if it's a um, slight movement. We're going to watch some surfing. And uh, I think, to be honest with you, I think this game might have oh. made me... Oh, an advert. I think this game might have given me a bit of fear of certain sports, actually, now thinking about mm. it. The reason why I've never surfed. Look how dangerous this is. Um, okay, we're going to get to the roller skating. Um, this person actually is probably not going to fall. This person's not going to fall. We're not going to see it. But as I said, also, this person is also wearing nothing at all. Um, right. But I guess it was the early, it was the late 80s. So when people roller skated, I guess they yeah. wore um, pants. And when I mean pants, I mean underwear only. <laughs> Basically in like a swimsuit. I mean, she's by the beach, so. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I can't really judge. I shouldn't judge. If you want to roller skate in your pants, feel free. But anyway, that was the roller skating bit. When you fall over, it's very traumatic. Um, got some BMX, BMX on the go. Look at Again, that. very, very dangerous. But yeah, it was really hard. Okay, that's one good thing to mention about this game is I'm not saying I was good at it. It was one of those quite frustrating games that that I really struggled at. Oh, look at that accident. Um, I struggled at it, but it was one of those things that back in the day, like that's what that's what Mega Drive and those older games were about. Like they mm. they maybe weren't very long, but they were incredibly difficult. <laughs> Because they needed to get you to keep playing it. And they, that's that was kind of, I think, what it was back in the day. It's like the whole 100 levels on Bubble Bubble. Like, they, you need either a lot of levels or a very hard difficulty. Yeah, that was pretty much the scale of it, wasn't it? It was like, because now, sometimes I think, especially when you revisit some of the games, especially on Mega Drive, it's like, actually, you find out the game is only about four levels long. But it was like, you never could make to the end of those four levels. So that was going to... That was going to take you forever to do. So it wasn't yeah. like you were going to just instantly complete it. Um, or yeah, they were just so addictive. Yeah. But I must say, I've not played this game since. Uh -huh. So that's that's why a lot of it is all memory based. You should get it. You should uh, get an emulator. Have a wonderful I'm, time. I'm thinking about doing a stream where I play like all of these games. That would, that would be amazing. You should do it. Um, but I've got some facts for, for California Games. And apparently it was actually followed um, in 1990 by California Games 2. But the sequel failed to match the original success. Mm, always does, doesn't it? Sadness. Mm. Um, another fact is apparently during the Flying Disc event, which I don't remember mentioning, but that's the thing. If you leave the controls alone for long enough, you can see an alien abducting your partner on the radar along the top screen. Interesting. Mm. All right. And the fact is apparently the main theme song is a cover of Richard Berry's Louie Louie, later made famous by Kingsman, which I've listened to the thing and I've listened to that song and I don't hear it, but then it was 8-bit, so... Yeah, difficult to tell. 
Uh, last fact is in the surfing game, which, as I said, was already very dangerous, is uh, there's a very rare chance that after the player falls off their board, a shark will appear and the Jaws theme will play, which is probably why I'm so traumatised by surfing. That probably happened to me a good few times. Yeah, that would scare me, to be fair. I hate sharks in video games. I don't know what and it is. The Jaws theme tune is very unsettling when you're in water. Yeah, yeah like that's the, the last thing you want to hear. It's like being on a yeah. boat and having Titanic play. Yeah, so if California Games taught me anything, it's that sports is dangerous. I mean, true, especially these sports. They're quite extreme sports, really, other than hacky sack. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> hacky sack is the safe game. Although it might not be. You might, most accidentally, you might accidentally kick the hacky sack into your face. That could be a hazard. Yeah, too. and, you know, straining to get, like, your foot up high enough, you're going to yeah. rip your groin. Your many injuries. Your feet could stay that way, pointing upwards. It's true, you could turn into a pigeon man. Maybe that's why Hacky Sack isn't around anymore. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> Too many pigeons. Yeah. Anyway, that's all my facts, and that's my number three. A, sh a short one, again, not played it in a very long time, but had a lot of good memories with it. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, it seems like a, a great time. And people people are remembering it too. Um, yeah. We've got Dave Keane who remembers the little sack in the air was doing some good <laughs> some good tricks, which then follows up with nothing worse than a ha like an accidental sack to the face. I mean, that's yeah. true. No one wants a sack to the face. <laughs> Very true. All Amazing. right, yeah. So that means we're on to your number two. We are on to my number two. Now my... <laughs> My number two is going to be a good time for me and probably only me. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> I'm going to apologize for this. This is a weird game, um, but I enjoyed it as a child and uh, I'm sticking to it. My number two is a game called Adivu Magical Playland. Now, this was a uh, an educational-based game that I had on my Windows 95 PC. Um, it came with the machine. Um, apparently, there was always some extra, like, learning section to the game. I didn't own the learning section, so whenever you tried to click and go to that section of the game, you couldn't go there. It just told you to put in a different disc. However, I did have the Playland part, and my God, did I need anything else. It was a magical, magical time. So... Within this, you have this small, weird boy that is Adibu, and he has a house, and you're basically at his house, and you can do lots of different stuff. So you can go garden, plant some seeds, you can paint the outside of the house, you uh, you can watch some really odd videos, you can go inside the house as well, you can do some cooking, you can do some, like, colouring paint ms paint style stuff um there was a game they had on because it was like a brick breaker game that was incredible um mm. it basically was just like a collection of stuff that you could do and it was a very child friendly game um and a very odd game i think um i'm pretty sure it's from a french developer like cocktail vision i don't know if there's any particular story to adibu all i knew was that i was at his house and i could do stuff and he had a weird dog with a suction foot um i think again best if i just show... i need to see this because this name is coming back to me like as you were talking i was like this seems so familiar so i'm gonna I just need... uh yeah show you what what i'm talking about here a little bit um so there's like an intro section that we don't need to see. 
But this is it. So this is the house. There's a weirdness that says, oh, we've got an advert. Um, Stream I'm just going to cut off this advert for two seconds and then uh, go back to us while we talk about things. Um, okay. We can okay. On, on first look, I sort of recognize it, but don't. Not like I thought I would. Yeah. But I, I'm going to keep watching. Yeah. Okay. So this is the weird dog that you've got with the weird suction foot. Yes. No idea why he's got a suction foot, but he does. Um, he had a couple of robots in the house as well. Um, Pretty nifty, don't you think? He had an annoying Puppet voice. We won't listen to her. it now. However, you could do things like this. You could don't put you? bees' houses in, um, and like birds, and then you could place them around the garden. Um, there was. I loved the. I loved planting things. The, these noises bring back quite a lot of joy for me. Um, planting all the seeds. Uh, I think these were flowers. And they grew pretty much like instantly. So you'd pick them all. And then you could place them in stuff. So there was a vegetable section. So the vegetables that you grew in the garden, you could then take them um, into the kitchen area and bake like weird cakes and stuff with them. I don't know why I loved this game so much, but I spent so much time in this game. I think because there was so much different stuff to do um, for it. Like, there was this section. Um, there was... Uh, and I'll show you the video section. But um, there was... This is the inside of the house. So this is kind of where you could do some painting. And again, some listen to some music and stuff. What's that? Um, what? The, the face? Man's face, yes. Yeah, it's like a mask thing you could do. Like, make a new face thing. So you've got, like, some painting that you could do. You could make, like, an image. This weird thing that was kind of like, oh, you could set up a scene. A little bit like your movie maker. Ooh, so you could movie maker. So you basically put stuff in a scene and then play it and it would stuff would interact with different stuff like there was this diseased horse that's in the corner for some reason love a diseased horse he would do some stuff if you placed them all and you had different backgrounds and yeah you could just like just do lots of weird little interactive scenes which was cool um there was this puzzle section that's kind of like those sliding puzzle mm. games that you had as a kid um oh another advert we'll just keep on this is a youtube like thing um Okay. Uh, but basically, some of these puzzles were really creepy. So I was looking through this earlier. I didn't realize that some of them are just a little bit haunting. Like there's this one where there's some small children surrounded by some terrifying monsters and they all make really terrifying noises. There's this scary. one where there's like a guy oh. in the fridge. And then there was this what there was another one that I found when I like this one where it's like genuinely really creepy. <laughs> Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, things were definitely a lot um, less filtered back in the day. I think so. I think so. Um, we'll skip ahead to my favourite kind of bits. So there was a block breaker. I spent a lot of time playing block breaker. It's a great game in general. Um, so there was that bit. Brock, the bear breaker. The blur blur. Yeah, that one. That thing. This thing was my favourite. So this was the cooking area. Um, I'm just going to wake up. Click the printer. So you basically like had some recipes. Not to mix up sweet things and vegetables, I'd have put in any hot spices. This was key cook. Good to know. Good to key know. Key cook. would just do things, and you'd make weird, weird cakes and weird things. Uh, and then sometimes this man would come along and eat your cake. Weirdness all round. Um, I have to play you one more thing for this. Um, there was a video section. 
And in the video section, there was a lot of like skits and stuff that they did. But there mm -hmm. was a particular song, and this song, um, I think, has stayed with me forever. Uh, and I'm going to play it. Yeah. <laughs> this thing. What's wrong with that tree's face? I don't Look know. Look at his, I love his dance. It's just, um, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um. So, I, I mean, this is Addy Boo. Uh, I had a, a wonderful time playing this as a kid, and I think it was a very, very kid-based game. Uh, and mm. I think I played it to the point where I was too old to enjoy it, and I still enjoyed it. In fact, I now want to go and play some of those things just because it's in that in my head of nostalgia for it um but i found out apparently like the description of this game is just that there's um it's apparently teaching lessons in reading singing and adibu fights an evil monster blob and i'm like where does he do this fighting he literally <laughs> just hangs out in his weird house he does like, fuck all that's what he yeah. does nothing Addy boo's a lazy dick but you know do you know what's funny is i really really recognize that name as soon as you said it and i was dead set on me knowing what that game was and as soon as i saw it and i saw that weird little boy i was like no i don't know what this is um but it, i think it's familiar maybe because someone's mentioned it or i've seen it around or something because yeah Addy boo's for some reason that name maybe it's a name that i was in my mind i was like avoid that boy yeah, I mean that's fair. I think of all the things in this game, he's probably the least the least thing you want to spend time with, and it's his game. Um, I have one fact for this game, um, and that apparently it was created the whole series. So there's this whole series of games. I think there's quite a few of them, um, but it was created by um, a woman called Muria Tremis. She's French, um, but she was the first uh, female game uh, video designer. She was the first Aww. ever video game designer in France for females, which I thought was really cool. That's um, very cool. And she made, like, you know, just a really cool kid game. Like, I really enjoyed this. Um, and it feels, again, it was that one of those weird things where there's a lot of weird stuff in it. But as in a kid, you just kind of go like, meh, it's just mm -hmm. stuff, isn't it? It was just the 90s. Stuff. We were exposed to many odd things in the 90s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's... um. That's Addy Boo. I don't really have much else to uh, explain about, you know, what he is and what he does. It was just a magical time in the magical playland. Adiboos does what Adiboos does. Yeah. Do. Just do's. <laughs> um, right, okay. So that means we're on to my number two. Yeah. My number two is an equally weird game. Very weird. I'd be surprised if anyone knows what this one is. You'll know what the other ones are. Um, but this game is Oddballs. Oddballs. I've Odd never heard of this game, so I'm excited to see what it is. Oddballs with a Z, not an S. Not just some odd testicles. Um, so Oddballs is a virtual pet game created by PF Magic in 1996. You'll know PF Magic by the other games in the series. Um, pets, cats, dogs, all with a Z. Um <sighs> So funnily enough, I actually thought Oddballs was the first ever game in the series because of the way it looked and how weird and janky it was. But it wasn't actually. Um, dogs and cats came first, like the first dogs and cats. And uh, and then Oddballs came out, weirdly. I don't know why. They were like, well, we've made dogs, we've made cats. Let's make some weird fucking creatures. 
maybe that was the way that they were going with it. Some logic there, yeah. Um, The game had 13 creatures that could be cared for, along with the creatures that the game had various objects like toys the player and the balls could manipulate, and the toys have different uses and things like that. It was very much the same as Cats and Dogs, the kind of premise you'd be in like a one-room um, kind of screen and then the dogs and cats would sort of do things around you and it's worth mentioning that dogs and cats sort of came like dog and cats three I think three was like the last proper one um but actually the original dogs and cats I forgot was actually quite simple it really was just one screen you couldn't really go anywhere else and you just sort of play with them on on that one screen um but yeah so it's limited as I said to that sort of like the, the play pen as they called it and you can decorate the room and stuff and you can do desktop mode where you'd have the weird fucking oddballs crawling around on the screen and you pick eggs I think you'd like you pick the eggs that you want the oddballs to hatch out of and I've looked at all the oddballs and I must admit that I've not seen all of them but I've seen enough to traumatize me I make it sound <laughs> like I don't love this game I love this game it was a real childhood thing for me as a kid I mean if you know anything about me I like just weird creatures I grew up with like I, you know, I loved animals, but I also loved like Furbies, Tamagotchis. I liked being able to have a weird pet that I could care for. And Oddballs yeah. was like, was there. And Oddballs became, became a thing. Let's, um, let's show you all what I'm talking about. Let's right. go look at some Oddballs and hear them because they what? make a noise. Yeah. Oh, it's your face. So this is the, this is like the playpen screen. This is where you get your eggs and you can put them in the hatchery thing. Um, that's a, that's an Oddball. He's a bit weird. Oh my God. So he's like the walrus one. There's many different ones. They have lots of different names. Um, I'm sure when we go for the video, we'll be able to look at some. And I'll, oh, yeah. So basically, they, they kind of explode and expand around. They're very odd, as the name suggests. But they grow and they age each day. And it takes, I think, like 90 days for them to, to reach, like, full size. And I don't know if they die. I can't quite remember that. Can't quite remember that. We're not, we won't go into that, though. Um Oh look, a chicken! I don't know why there's. One. I don't know why there's a chicken. Um, you could definitely get like a lot of weird pets. I know there was like a, a dog one as well. Maybe there's. Maybe this video is not going to show us all of them, but uh, it just seems to have the one guy. Um, but yeah, as I said, there's many different ones, and apparently as well, like I remember you could morph them into different different oddballs as well. Um, some of them scarier than others. There was one that scared me the most, and I think his name was Lips, and he was a black and white quadruped with large red lips. Um, also Honker, who was a purple mole-like creature with a large nose, and uh, Dinaroo, which is a purple green spot kangaroo-like creature. He was the one that was on like the front of the box and stuff. Um, very weird. You could probably Google those and you'll see it. There's a, oh, there's a snowman one as well called Snowbo. He was a bit disturbing, but I loved it. It was fucking weird. It was fucking weird, but it was very cool. It looks like madness, but I feel like I would have loved it because I'm just the same yeah. as you, right? I had all the different like tiny weird pet things um, that you could get at like that kind of time. And um, I had like a aliens versions of pets that wasn't a pets one. It was like a just a weird off-brand kind of one that I think we've spoken about before. But this mm -hmm. seems right up my street. I loved cats and dogs. But this seems yeah. like, like you said, the weird cousin of that. And it just, it yeah, yeah just looks fantastic. It, my only real fact, which isn't really a fact, just more just information, is that it didn't do as well as the other ones. As you could probably imagine, because, I mean, the other ones featured cute cats and dogs, and this one featured weird abomination monsters. Yeah. But they I were mean, lovely monsters. You're not going to compare with the cats and dogs. They were cute. 
cats and dogs as well yeah 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 but sadly I couldn't really find any more facts it was just which I was really gutted mm. about um because it's a really interesting game and I'd love to know more about why the heck they decided to to create these monsters <laughs> like why what was yeah. your inspiration behind that yeah but no it, it was very cool we're very cool and it's one of those things that has always sort of stayed with me and um and it's cool I'm glad that Augustus remembers this one um because like I said it's one that most people like don't necessarily remember that often they remember like pets and dogs and cats and stuff but this one it's kind of like the weird cousin that nobody talks about <laughs> yeah just put it in the thing yeah I've never heard of this game um but I now genuinely feel like it would have been amazing had I had it yeah you can still play it. I think you can get on a browser if you type in like play oddballs online it's, it was actually nice. really easy to find so you can go experience it and see some of the other weird creatures oh I'm gonna open all of those eggs I think <laughs> But yeah, that's my that's my short and sweet number two, which actually means that we're on to honorable mentions, and we we can quickly as well go over um, the ones that we've already picked, just quickly to say what we had, just for anyone that wasn't here before. Yeah. Okay. So we started. Should we just do this rundown of the list yeah. um, first? So at my number five was uh, Ark Adventure: The Vikings, so the Acorn Game. Uh, then at four, I had Encarta 95's Mind Maze. Uh, I had Death Drome, the Death Mobile thing. Uh, and then I've just had Adibu, Magical Playland. So my number five was Bubble Bubble on the Master System. Uh, it was a good old time with two lovely little dragons called Bub and Bob. Um, and then I had number four was Simpsons Cartoon Studio, which was, uh, yeah, definitely where I got my creative outlet going mm -hmm. and uh, number three was California Games a very haphazard game where death was very likely and uh, obviously number two we just had oddballs which you've just uh, just gone yeah. through how weird fucking oddballs are yeah um so honorable mentions yes. um do you want to go first or should I go first uh one each at a time I guess if you want. all right then yeah sure um so my my first one was uh I was gonna mention was called Mighty Math Number Heroes slash Carnival Countdown. We spoke about this the other day, me and Nikki. Um it was a math learning game again that I had free on my computer and it was a hoot. I really like calling things a hoot today. Yeah. Um yeah, it was good. It was a good time. And my first one I mentioned is Battle Chess, which is a really weird game where basically it's chess, but everyone's people. All the chess pieces are people. Is it kind of like Wizard's Chest in Harry Potter? Yes. Um, and it was very strange, but it's, nice. yeah, it didn't make the full list, but Battle Chess definitely is, is there for me. Nice. I've got um, Hover, exclamation point, which uh, again, like just a weird game that came with the, my Windows 95 computer, I think on a floppy disk, and it was like a hover car that you drove around in a weird 3d space not much to talk about it was just very odd on that one my second one is um alex kid or alex the kid i can't remember i just put that down from memory who was um he was, it was a game on master system from what i remember and uh you were just this little boy with massive ears and yeah that is just a platformer really Nice. I played it. I played it a lot, but it, I I don't know. I it just didn't make that. Didn't make that just, top five. Wasn't good enough. Just a platformer. At the end of yeah. the day, sometimes just are. Um, my next one I'll mention is a game called Pod, which again was an Acorn game that I played at school, and it was like a round tomato man, okay. um, in which you literally just typed. It had like the text at the top. It was literally like a typing 
the game that was all you could do it was like pod can and then you'd fill in the end word and you just could make him do whatever it, you typed in essentially so like pod can walk and he'd do a little animation of walking or pod can explode which was a great one that we always did all the time um, my other one is Fantasy Zone, which was again on the Master System. That was definitely one of the first consoles I ever had. Where um, the Fantasy Zone is actually, you can see it a lot more now in the world of Nintendo. It's like it's like the weird little ship thing that sometimes you see. It's like blue and red, um, mm -hmm. and that was kind of like a little platformer type one. But the music was amazing in that. I love that. Love that game. Nice. Um, I I got down um, cats and dogs that we said, but because we've just spoken about that, I'm going to also go say for the incredible machine, which was something that I think I spoke about in our window, our games from the nineties, which was like, um, I can never remember the name of them, but they're the contraptions that basically you put something on one end and then it like a marble and then you set off a thing the other end. Mm -hmm. And it was like building those um, yeah. to do weird stuff. It was just, it was an odd game, but very cool. My other one is a game that was one of those dream games that it took me a really long time to remember, which is a game called Battle Beast. And that was on PC. And it was a very strange, strange game where you drop a beast thing, like a dog or whatever it was, like a monster thing, into this, this space. It was a very like 2D flat screen. And then they would battle. Um, it was very cute, very cartoony. It doesn't sound as, as wrong as it as it does there um but it was very cool it was kind of like a fighting mm. game but honestly I, I didn't play it very well and i don't remember ever really getting very far but i remember it very vividly nice nice um i think i only got one more um mm -hmm. and that was um i've got to talk about chuck rock which was like one of the mm -hmm. first games playing on the um uh the mega drive uh um my cousin's house and i loved it it was like he would put i think we spoke about it, our favorite mega drive games briefly but um yeah it's uh, it was just you were a caveman and you threw rocks around and it's a great game, a very odd one. Nice. Chocolate was great. My other ones, I've just got two, which was a game that I touched on a little bit earlier. It was called The Adventures of Batman and Robin Cartoon Maker, which is which was released in 1995. And again, it was a movie maker. And I think I actually had that before The Simpsons one. And I did have a lot of fun with that one. Um, probably just as much as I did with The Simpsons, but I think I preferred The Simpsons, so that one was why I made the list. And my last one is a really random game that I remember the other day, which is a game that was called Strategy Games of the World, and it was on PC, and basically <laughs> you just play board games from around the world, like Mancala and all these other things from like different cultures with someone of that culture. Yeah, that's it. It that's looked it. great. It looked like uh, a good time. <laughs> It was, and you, fortunately, it's very hard to find. So if you type that, that in to Google, it doesn't like it because you basically just get loads of other random stuff. So, yeah, that's my mentions. Nice. That's all the other mentions. Um, Augustus, I think the thing Steph was talking about was a Rube Goldberg machine. It is. That is exactly what I was thinking of. Thank you. <laughs> I can never remember the name of it, but that was it. You basically build those. It's a good game. I think, again, you can play it on any browser now that you want to. It's a good thing, actually. I have found a lot of these games you can just, just find, which is good. Yeah. Not everything is lost, which is quite nice. It's yes. a nice thing. Um, number ones, then. Yeah. All right. So my number one uh, is... <laughs> that sounded like a sneeze. Um, my, my number one is a game uh, called Indiana Jones Desktop Adventures. Now... Some of you may be familiar with some, some Indiana Jones games. This is not those games. This is not the point and click kind of well put together games. 
this is desktop adventures. So <laughs> this this was basically a game that came out in 1996, and it literally ran in a tiny little window on your screen. So it was designed to be similar to things like uh, Solitaire and Minesweeper, where it was just a small window of a game where you could kind of play it and then leave it alone and go back to your actual work. Um, the reason I've put this in here is because it was as addictive as hell. Like, I played this game so much. I didn't even own this game. This was a game that my cousins had, who were slightly older than me, on their computer. And I literally would not leave that room playing that game. I remember it so vividly. Um, and I just remember playing it a lot. So basically what it was, was um, it is kind of like a top-down version of this game. And you'd be this tiny, tiny little version of Indiana and you'd walk around and you'd collect keys and things like this and you have to solve puzzles um, and attack. You'd be attacked by, like, animals um, and bandits and there's Nazis in this game because there's, you know, those in um, the stuff as well. Uh, and uh, apparently there's a, an evil person you have to go against called Dr. Van Loon. They're there as well. You know, there's just all kinds of things. Um, I think you have to rescue people as well, like kidnapped people. There's lots of little things you have to do, but the cool part about it was it's kind of, um, it's randomly generated each time. So each time you played it, it would move the pieces of the um, the map around so you'd never know exactly where to go every time. It would also change the puzzles. Um, they would all be randomly generated. Um and uh, I think it would move keys and antiques. It would just move everything and change everything. So it was different. So it was one of those games where, like I said, it became very addictive because you could play it a lot. Um, I'm going to play you the, the the gameplay. I'm so excited to see it because I just like, the reason I was sort of smiling there and thinking, I was like, this is your number one. And, and listening to it, I'm like, I need to, I need to understand this because it's obviously a very important game for you. I honestly don't know why it's so important. Like, I'm going to show you this game, and you're going to be like, Steph, why? Of all the games <laughs> you could have picked, like, why is this Why is this the one? And I will tell you, I don't know. Um, I just I just remember playing it a lot, and it's one of those games that I've been searching for for a while, and when I found it, I spent a lot of time playing it again and getting kind of addicted to it. Um, so I will... I'll put it on. Um, this, is, this is the Indiana Desktop... Adventures. Um, oh, you need to unmute it as well. We've got, we've got to hear those sounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's not that oh many God. sounds. So it's very glitchy. It's very, like, all over the place. Um, you basically kind of wonder, hang on, we'll go back to the start and see if we can get some Indiana Jones music. Oh, is there not any? There's no music. Oh, there's not. I don't know how much sound there's going to be. Um, I'm slightly sad that that's, that's okay. Not um but basically yeah you'd wander around so this would be like you're in the you're in the uh village oh you got the whip noise oh, there you go which... the whip noises happen um it was just that was it like this i i can't explain why i enjoyed this game so much um that's obviously the corner of the map um but you it was just weirdly addictive um it was quite difficult as well because i think the people you were attacking could shoot diagonally and all you could do was like use your whip i don't even think you've got a gun in this game or i never managed to get a gun when you, you do have a knife so you get a knife but i think it was like used for something in a puzzle like it's not a mm. it's not a usable actual knife that you did um yeah i love if there's any, like, i love the side stuff. scrolling a bit 
And I must have to, I have to agree with Duke here actually that it's really similar to the old Jurassic Park game, which I now remember and have forgotten about. Um, the way it looks and everything like the top down. It's very, it's very cool. I, it looks familiar to me, but I think it might just be because I'm, I'm thinking back to those old games similar to that. Yeah. Well, so I found out, um, I found out today actually, and that's part of one of my facts, is that there is also a Star Wars one called Yoda Stories. Oh. And I need to find this game because it's basically exactly the same, but just set in 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 Star Wars, I think in the time where you're training with Yoda, I think you're wandering yeah. around. Um, here are some of the Nazis I explained earlier having a time. You get your oh, machete yeah. out and you gotta do stuff. It was one of those games, I think it was my first introduction. And I mean first introduction to doing quite adventury stuff where it's like mm -hmm. you pick up an item and then you go and you try and find like where you need to do something with that item. Because um, yeah. we are talking very first games. Like uh, obviously, eventually I found better, but this was the first one I had. And I feel like I have to attribute some of my adventure loving ways to um, to this weird weird form of indiana jones and it took me so long to find this game because when you type in like indiana jones game from the 90s you get mm. all the actual like serious ones that were there and um you know the ones that were i think properly published by um lucas arts and stuff when they were still going and this was just a weird one i don't even think this was by lucas arts i think it was like kind of an off-branded thing that they were someone was given to do yeah, just all kinds, all kinds of odd. Um, but like I said, a very, very addictive game. And I think I can attribute a lot of later on playings of certain games to this particular game, which is why I've kind of got it as my my number one. Well, I think that's the thing, like with this kind of list, you don't necessarily pick amazing, incredible games it's more the games that you first played that have stuck with you I think and even if it's like a little desktop game like yeah and, and it's it's kind of it's it's what gives you that feeling as well like what makes you I, th I say it's like the warm fuzzy feeling of like nostalgia even just watching some of these like today like even the ones that I've played I'm just like yeah it makes it makes you feel makes you feel happy yeah definitely and I think this is a game I used to play with my cousins a lot when I was around there and that kind of reminds me of playing with them because it was quite easy to like switch off and or play over the shoulder of and that was quite a big thing when you're a kid as well because not everything was co-op but actually you could get a lot of stuff where it was like oh I can play and watch over your shoulder and tell you where to go and use that key that you just picked up and stuff like that yeah um so yeah just it, it just one of those things that's always stuck with me this game um and I played a little bit today, actually, where I managed to find it on a browser, and I was having a great time. It was very clunky and very difficult to do anything on it, but I could see myself getting kind of into it. So Aww. it's still there. It's still still got some yeah. some legs. Cool. Not what I expected, but I liked it. Nice. Okay. So we're on to number one. Yeah. Which is uh, a similar... So like what I was saying, blah, 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 blah. what definitely one of the first, the sounds and the music resonates with me since birth. I'm pretty sure we had this game from when I was born. So I probably played it as soon as I could use my thumbs. Um, and that is a game called Psycho Fox on the Master System. It came out in 1989 and uh, it's apparently often considered the Master System's answer to Super Mario Bros and is still considered a cult classic, which again, I didn't realize. One of those ones, whenever I brought it up, 
to be fair, a lot of people I knew had had Mega Drives growing up, and obviously like PS ones and everything. But Master System was a weird one. I don't know why we had Master Systems because they weren't that popular at the time in England. I've actually still got them, which is amazing. I've actually got two of them. I don't know why we had two, and uh, and I will like I will keep them until I die. But yeah, the Master System is a weird one. As I said, all of my apart from PC, that's pretty much all of my choices. But I'll give you I'll give you some backstory to Psycho Fox. So you control a kitsune, so like a fox, who has the ability to transform into other animals, including a monkey, a tiger, and a hippo, which I didn't realise as a kid that you were actually transforming into them. I just thought they were like his friends, because obviously back when you're young, you, you, we learned, we've learned that you do not look into the synopsis when you're a child. Um, so this, this fox that you play is from a collection of fox priests who worship the Inari Deimojin, who is the fox deity, um, and basically an evil fox named Mad Fox has, has infiltrated his way into the highest ranks and taken over the shrine. So after seizing power, the Mad Fox corrupts the lands and creates these horrible hordes of creatures. And uh, one young fox, who is Psycho Fox, who you play, has been chosen by his fellow people to rid the land of this evil deity. Again, didn't know any of that as a child, but I had fun. Um, the cool dynamic of this game, as I mentioned earlier, is that you can transform into other characters and animals. And I think that was what really attracted me to this game in the beginning was because you weren't just this character that was just a having a general platformer time. Um, you could change into a hippopotamus, who I loved. And each one has their own special ability, which I think was very unique for that period of time. Like the hippo is slow and can't jump very high, but can punch through blocks. And the monkey can jump a lot higher than the other creatures and the tiger can run faster. Um, and Psycho Fox also has an ally named Birdfly, who is adorable, who can be used as armor or as a boomerang. And I, I love that little bird. Um, yeah, Bird Birdfly is super helpful. So I also, much like Bubble Bubble, have this game, the original box. And I just wanted to show you what it looks like. And so there's the big evil fox. And then you can see Psycho Fox and all of his little friends. And I'm going to open it also to see if it's even in there, which it is, which is good. Um, <laughs> yeah so I, as I said I will clutch that in my hands for the day I die um, but yeah it was a really cool game there wasn't much new, apart from like the changing character there was nothing that was too different from it it was a platformer, it was a lot of jumping and you like punch with your little fist and um, and use special characters to do certain things but it was like the music and, and things that I loved so much so let's, let's have a little look alright ah I did it again it's right next to this button I want. So I, I'd like to listen to the theme music. It's up. So, I mean, that's adorable, isn't it? And there's look at the hippo. I love that hippo. And that's Birdfly. Um, so yeah, as I said, the platform, the platformer aspect wasn't wasn't majorly different. The worst thing about it actually was the fact that you had three lives because once you use those three lives, you were dead and the game ended and you had to start all over again. But the jumping mechanics were probably the most frustrating mechanics I've ever seen in a game. As you can tell, the, the jumping is very slow and there's very small ledges. <laughs> the amount of times I fell in water. Actually, it was probably one of the first games that I really experienced rage. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I honestly loved it. It was it was so endearing to me. And I, I think being able to play a game as well where I was an animal um, and also a cool fucking badass fox was great. So, yeah, it was it was just just different and yeah. i got to have a bird backpack i mean who doesn't want a bird backpack 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of get what they're saying when they talk about how it was kind of the Master System's answer to Mario Bros. Because it, it, it makes sense. It was. Just I mean, look, there's even a hill currently in the background of that yeah. thing that looks a bit. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it was in, it was incredibly enraging. But as I said, I, I didn't start playing it. I don't think I got very far because, as I said, three lives. I'm pretty sure you obviously got more lives throughout the game, but um, three three lives is. <laughs> It's what you start with and getting through that first level was was tough taught me a lot of things mm. um and that games do not go easy on you many patients not, not in the 90s yes many, many patients patience was learned um i don't have too many facts one of my only facts is that apparently in brazil um tech toy released the game as sapo zule os Invaros de brijo which is translated as uh zuli frog invaders of the swamp <laughs> which is a very different That's, name yeah Zuli frog instead of the swamp is there even a frog in this well this is the thing apparently they actually changed the fox and the the other characters um to be replaced by sapo zule who is apparently a brazilian comic frog character a pig a turtle and a mouse amazing All right. basically it's not the same game so i don't really totally understand i don't i don't get it they just decided they were like no fuck Fuck that box. We're gonna get yeah. this this motherfucking frog out with his pig turtle and mouse friend, and they're gonna take over the world. Makes no sense at all. So yeah, like I said, I think Psycho Fox is one that I will always close hold so very close to my heart. As I I genuinely think this could be the first game that I ever played. Because there's there's actually like there's home movies of me when I'm like one years old. I think I'm about one. I definitely I'm actually no, maybe about one and a half. I'm walking a bit, and it's on in the background. My brother's playing it, and you can hear the little do 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 the music. And so I'm like, it was already in my brain. It was already yeah. in my brain. Um, groaned on you. I was clearly as a, as a young baby just sat there being like, I'm gonna fucking play that game soon. This is for me. <laughs> this, is, this is my jam. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was it was it's it's wonderful and it, it makes me very happy. My family also have very a lot of fond memories of it as well. Um just before I, I was gonna say before I go any further, it would be cool as well. Um if some people in the chat I reckon could like maybe tell us a couple of their favorite first played games and we'll we can have a little bit of a chat about them. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I think I think I think this list has just made me now want to go. And just go on to browsers and just play all of these. Oh, yeah. This is definitely making me go. I need to get a browser going. I need to get my DOS box running. I need to go and see if I can hunt out any of these old games. Like, I think I've got, um, I think I've got a lot of them on uh, discs still, but I don't have anything with a CD drive anymore. And I don't think they would run without a lot of like encouragement. So eventually I'll, um, I'll get there um, at some point. But mm. maybe I need to play them at some point. Yeah yeah um and so just to answer chat's questions um the first play basically means like the first games that you ever played um whether you were a child an adult just the first games and I, it was our top five so it was our top five first games that we played but like the best of the best because if i if i really if i really really was to put the number one i mean psycho fox would be there but there'd probably be a lot of as i said probably a lot of trash um yeah, I'm oh, trying yeah. to think if there's any more that I didn't put in like any honourable mentions mm. and things. And I think they all, again, they all really stem from my Windows 95 computer and uh, like 
apple like acorn old yeah. acorn things um because like the only extra things i've thought of is like fifa 95 which i think is like the only fifa i've ever played properly um i was obsessed with that one that was a great game but mostly just because i would slide tackle the goalies and get everybody sent off and i think that was the only way i knew how to play football yeah late games at that point um yeah there's, there's so many that i could think of i think but it almost becomes a bit overwhelming sometimes because it depends what age i'm thinking because like when especially when i think i think of like ps1 like nintendo 64 I'm like, oh, is that a little bit too late? Is that a little bit too yeah. late in my in my game playing life? But I, you know, and there's so many like as we were saying before, like demos, like um, computer demos that I probably played. But yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Um, so we have a few game mentions in chat, like bubble bubble, like my one, number my number five, um, Diddy Kong Racing. That's a good one actually. That reminds me of Donkey okay. Kong Country. That was also one that I think I played the very beginning of my life mm -hmm. um tetris on the old breeze block game uh, boy super yeah. agent from 992 nice yeah i forgot about my first game boy but that would have been some like super mario land and yeah. like a looney tune game and yeah tetris kirby tilt and tumble which i don't know too much about but i do i did play a kirby game on the game boy i can't remember what it was but yeah kirby kirby is always a good shout yeah Day of uh, Temple, that is a great game good old classic point and click there the day of the tentacle yeah yeah it's 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 hard to think of them up on the spot but once you start this is how me and steph have gotten here today is once you start thinking of those games you fall into a bit of a hole and then you start like oh that's like google google yeah i think yeah. that's it it's like once you i feel like it's like once i figured out what one of my old games was it was so it suddenly became really easy to find all of these old games mm. um that i've been looking for um for a really long time it's just uh yeah it's yeah. difficult um we've got a few more uh lba2 lba2 is one of my favorite games ever and actually i really want to stream it at some point soon because i bought it on gog because it's just <laughs> it's a fantastic and ridiculous game uh but a little bit later on for me anyway but still a very early game um and then we also have subi with as a kid uh serious rage yes. i mean yes i've heard a lot of yes. things on that and the jet set willy on the spectrum yes a lot of spectrum games it was one of those things where i've played a couple of spectrum games since then but i didn't have one as a kid yeah alex the kid actually because i mentioned that earlier is very very similar for psycho fox to me in a way it was it was the rage it was the rage inducing like frustrating platformers but as i think as we were saying like with those old platformers they just had to make them really difficult because if not you'd be done with the game in like five minutes i just thought of one though for me as well um wonder boy was also a really good master system game i think if i remember correctly yeah yeah like thinking back to things it's like if i can think of old consoles but yeah it's difficult yeah. once you start thinking of them once you start thinking about it they just keep coming um cape crusader on the amiga nice yeah i i played actually a few like emulators on the amiga um a few a few roms caveman or a small arcade machine thing at home or pitfall on the oh i remember pitfall actually. oh yeah i, I remember pitfall. pitfall i had like a PlayStation 2 version of Pitfall as well that was like an upgraded yeah. version that was really odd but yeah, yes. so many Paperboy, I remember Paperboy that yeah. was a, a fantastic game just to be able to just ride around the neighbourhood and just throw papers around people's houses I did have a lot of fun with that yeah, yeah Paperboy like, just so many, like you said, once you start going on them once your brain gets to that level you just <laughs> reel off, I feel like loads of them they all flood yeah. back into your memories um, but um, yeah, we'll probably, we'll probably um 
we'll probably start wrapping up. But if you do want to say more of yours, um, you can always join our Discord. You can find that on the website. Gamefor5.com. <laughs> I forgot what I was doing there for a second. I forgot the name um, of our podcast. It's fine. You can also, which you can also find links to that on Instagram and Twitter at Games Talk 5 if you want to follow us on there too. So, yeah, we'd love to come in uh, if you came and had a chat with us and told us more about your your first ever games and other things and just, yeah, talk about video games with us. Yeah, we've got some old old list topics up on there as well. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, um, but you want to do one of those lists, feel free and then go check out the episode afterwards. Um, yeah, we love hearing all of the lists that everyone comes up with. And again, it reminds us of things like if we haven't mentioned them, it's Chalk's memories, which is good. Yeah. Cool. Well, this was really fun and we really appreciate everyone joining tonight and uh, and sort of talking to us about your your firsts as well yeah it's a lot of stuff where i feel like i hope uh you guys have been reminded of some old games of memory lane for sure yeah I, it's been fun trying to do this today yeah time. and it's been fun watching them as well actually like it's been it's been really fun to to actually like hear them and see them and and things like that and i i think it really works with retro games as well because obviously not a lot of people remember certain things until you see it or hear it so yeah it's yeah. pretty cool yeah definitely yeah nice cool all right so thank, thank you so much everyone we really appreciate you yeah doing these are a lot of fun um obviously we are a podcast format but it is fun to change it up sometimes yes. and do things like this and get yeah. clips and all sorts and audio yeah. and things so yeah thank you everyone for joining and all your lists and everything it's been lovely yeah. cool all right everyone we will see you soon in the next episode all right goodbye bye